We just out here skating, you know, every day we do so. Let's fucking sir! Let's go! We in this bitch. I really didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> this is modern day hippie shit. Three, two, one, and we're live. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of MDH TV. You feel me? Come back right back at y'all. You feel me? School just started. How you been, man? I've been good. You feel me? Been uh, been on the grind, as some would say, for a little bit now. So, just trying to get shit done. What about you? Yeah, same. Um, about to drop my first song and. What nine days? So I just uh posted a promo video on Instagram, so go check that out if y'all interested. But um, yeah, you know, I'm excited. You feel me? Been grinding, um, about to revamp um the YouTube a little bit, finally get back, back on that and stuff. What you been up to? How's this? Well. Yeah, I just I've been on, on like school shit and like music. Actually, I'm about to like mix and master this dude shit. Like today, I gotta meet. Well, I gotta meet with him at two. So, you feel me? That's like kind of tight. But uh, how's the song coming on or coming about? Well, how's the process of it? Have you well? Well, have you recorded it yet? No, nah, I haven't recorded it yet because. Uh, the studio dude hasn't been in town, but I'm gonna go record it on Wednesday. But um, I don't know. Really, I I think like my main thing is the mental preparation because I've been in the studio a few times. I know like kind of what to expect. Um, I got the song ready done. And my my thing is like I I just need to mentally prepare myself for, you know that that step that walk in life. Um, once the day do come, that I drop it. So, yeah, that's like my biggest thing. So like, yeah, that's that's really what I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about a music video. And I'm trying to shoot like a really high quality good music video, low budget, because mm -hmm. I just want to use my camera. Yeah, I do like I like the promo though. I don't know if you've seen I reposted it. I do like the promo. But talk about you feel me? Because I, I feel like we're kind of at a similar stage right now. Yours is a, yours is coming up a little bit faster. So there's probably more pressure on you. How do you how does it feel? Like talk about the mental, because like I feel like you know, creating a beat and like putting lyrics to it. It's not easy, but it's your, it's like, it's you, it's your creativity and putting that onto something. But talk about the pressure and like the, you know, the mental things you have to go to, go through just to drop the song, like to give it to the public. Yeah. Like what is that? How are you feeling like 
the anxiousness, the the uh, yeah. what is that? Uh, I mean, that that's really the the biggest thing is yeah. like, like you said, the anxiousness of dropping the song and giving it to the public. You know, luckily for me, I recently have taken on this really not give a fuck attitude to the point like I got five classes um this semester. And first week, I had already argued with five people in each of the classes, including the professors in three of the classes. So, like, I was, I've, I've been on go. So, like, I've already, and, and it also came with realizing that, like, as a black man, like, niggas is going to look at me as a nigga regardless, whether I try and suit and tie it or whether I'm out here fucking gangbanging. So, like, if I'm going to be a nigga in their eyes, regardless, I might as well be the type of nigga I want to be, the type of person I want to be. So, like, you know, that's kind of been helping me, just that that frame of thinking. But, yeah, as far as, like, dropping it, it's like a lot of the lyrics are vulgar. A lot of the uh, things I'm talking about are sensitive subjects. Um, Like, um. You know, w- before we get too far in it, um, I just want to say hi- happy birthday to Dalvin. He would have been 22 today. Um, I'm dropping the song on the anniversary of his death. And I know a lot of people are going to be, like, upset because it's on, it just happens to fall on 9-11. And the, the photo I'm using for the, the cover art is, you know, a black dude getting hung and, and like, this white family posing in front of me. But, you know, I use that that picture for a couple of different reasons, mainly because it went with the theme, the opening act. And, you know, we see that as slavery, but if you listen to, like, what I'm talking about, I'm kind of talking about, like, how we have kind of been... We There's a new currency. There's a new type of slavery going on, modern-day slavery, and, like, we're still getting lynched as black people out here just in different ways. So, you know, I'm ready for the hate, you know, like I've kind of like realized that like the worst part of it is probably going to come in the first like two days, Uh but also that's probably where I'm going to get the most love also. So like personally, I'll be happy if like 20 niggas listen to it. Like, I'll be very, very happy if, if, like, 20 niggas listen to it. So, I think since my expectations aren't too high, like, I got two comments on the Instagram shit today. I'm like, damn, like, I'm kind of lit over that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I'm trying not to keep my expectations too high, but I'm also realizing, like, you know what? Niggas going to think of me however they're going to think of me, so I might as well do what the fuck I want to do. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're very, like, the more I, the more I grow, just like mentally, emotionally, the more I realize that people probably don't care. But even if they do, it's like they gonna form their own opinion because they don't like it's just their opinion. And there's not a lot you can do to change someone's opinion about what they feel about something because that's like, you know, not only do you have to, because I was watching this podcast with Joe Rogan and this black dude that sat down with the KKK. And he was like, like trying to fight somebody's perception of reality is like impossible there. It's not impossible, but it's like an insult to their character. 
So what you got to do is he was basically saying, like, when he would talk to the KKK members, he would talk to them and, like, instead of shooting their their perception down, he, he was like, I just agreed with it and then showed them a new perspective. So that's all to say, like, like you know, because, like I said, I'm in a similar position. And I'm starting to realize, like, it's just, like, people are going to like it or they're not. And it's like, it is what it is. You just got to put it out there and be confident that it's, you know, it's your thing and you made it. And that's, and as long as you like it, I feel like that's the most important part. Yeah. You know, and like, I feel like, you know, like a lot of the times we get caught up in our own head and like reality is shaped in our own head. So like subconsciously we'll think things are a certain way or, you know, we're supposed to be in a certain place in life, even though we want to break through this other place, but there's subconscious our mental. And like that, I, I just say that to say like, you can like really be whoever you want. Like you think that you can't do something. It's not like anybody putting that on you. It's like you thinking it and maybe like an asshole dude who reaffirms you every now and again but I think like I'll be thinking about it I'm like if I was like a a 30 year old dude that just started doing music and like I played my shit and one person came up to me and was like yo that was dope I would be like I'll be like real happy and I realized like I get most I get a good number of people like fucking with my shit when I show it to him, I'm like, I'm like really just in my head of, oh, people not going to fuck with it. People not going to fuck with me. Yada, yada. When, like you said, you just got to put it out there and like who, whoever fuck with it going to fuck with it. And like, I don't know. I, I, I personally think my shit is good. Like every time I tell somebody that I, I rap or I make music after preferencing, I got to be like, I damn near got to show you something because everybody rap nowadays and i don't want you to think that i'm over here like you know nothing against the niggas, but i'm not like a mumble rap like a uzi type i'm not like them niggas like i'm actually out here rapping and and you know just to speak on the culture of hip-hop like i've been hearing like niggas saying like it feels real stagnant like there isn't really that that figure like who who future little baby like that's that's is that who we call in the next Kanye the next Jay-Z so yeah. like I feel like like I feel like all the stars are like really aligning down there yeah like, yeah it is a perfect time and I yeah, feel like one of the things that I've noticed like the shit that seems the most like far-fetched in the most like like because I have this uh entrepreneurship class and this girl or the teacher <laughs> She was like this, basically she was like a stockbroker or some shit in New York, but she was also an entrepreneur and like an investor in companies. And she said, she talked about how Uber came to her and like was like, can you invest in my company or whatever? Obviously way before Uber was big. And she was like, no, because what person in their right mind would get in a stranger's car? So I feel like a lot of times me but I'm sure other people too get discouraged on doing something because it's brand new either to them or to the world but it's like usually those brand new things and those refreshing things is what you know changes the world like Facebook 
you know, exactly. Facebook was something fucking crazy before Tesla was something crazy before it really started taking off. So I feel like with, you know, the, 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 the genre being so stagnant right now, it needs something that that's just going to be different. I mean, look at Tyler shit, like Tyler shit <coughs> on a fundamental, on a fundamental level, wasn't the best. Like, you know what I'm saying? We're talking- yeah, I'm realizing that yeah. like, as I'm getting older, like I'm listening to this nigga shit. I'm like, okay, I like this shit. I like the beat. I like but the it's way like, he's it's this a little shit. whack though. But I yeah, yeah. Whack. I listen to the lyrics. I'm like, this isn't the craziest shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this is no no disrespect to Tyler. Cause like I probably wouldn't even be making music if it wasn't to for you, to be honest. Like you wanna you want my Mount Rushmore for sure. But it's just like I realized like. I put myself at a bar of the greats in the game. I put myself, like, I was, like, nigga, I, I've been writing raps, like, since 10th grade. But seriously, like, for, like, the last two and a half years, for real. And, like, every time I was comparing my shit to the hottest Kanye song that was out, the hottest Jay-Z song that was out, the hottest Kendrick song that was out, the hottest J. Cole song was out. So I was putting myself at the bar, and the reason I never dropped was because it's not as good as these niggas' songs. But I'm realizing, I'm like, bro, I'm a, I, this is my first song. Brady on that level with my first, the first shit I'm going to put out, my EPs, to where I'm like, bro, you need to step back. And like enjoy the process, you know, and, and, yeah. and I think like really that's been like the thing that was, you know, on me the most is like I wanted it tomorrow. I wanted it today. And like now yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm maturing enough to where like I'm about to like really enjoy the grind and enjoy the process of this shit. Yeah. And, I, and that's what I've been enjoying a lot. Like because I've been like super busy this last week. You feel me? I'm taking like six classes and shit. And um like I've been having to like fit in time to go to the library or go to the studio rather. And on top of that, bro, I ain't even like let y'all know. One of the reasons why we haven't been able to do a pod is because I haven't been able to move into my apartment. So I was pretty like, you feel me? I was like kind of homeless for a little bit. Then I went back to Vegas and Vegas was cool, but like I was in grind mode in Vegas. But so then now that I came back, um. I've been like having to like really move and like be like a busy ant the whole day. And like, I'm really starting to enjoy the process of like, and, and not only enjoying it, but appreciate the time that I have to, you know, focus on like production, mixing and mastering because, <clears throat> because it's like, now I really have to fit in the time and like, I really have to do that. So I'm really, I'm starting to enjoy the process a lot more and enjoy learning the process rather than like, trying to do this shit tomorrow and get it done tomorrow. Like I'm starting to realize the, how important playing the long game is just in like, just in everything. On me for real. And like another thing I, I I'm starting to realize the importance of like how important freaking your appearance is, like how you present yourself person, your first impression to a person. So that's why, like, I really don't want to do it, but I'm about to start getting back active on Instagram, like, as far as in the stories and shit. Yeah. Um, I kind of got uh, 
semi new wardrobe, you know, I was like, Hey, know, me too, nigga. That's yeah, crazy. I was like, I gotta like, you feel me? Like Bro, play the part. I told myself, I was like, cause you know, I'll be wearing anime shit a lot. And I was like, that's cool, right? It's cool, but like I'll be wearing sweats and shit. I was like, I was, I mean, I've been wearing sweats too, but like, I was like, bro, the childish shirts and shit, like, I got to limit those. I'm not going to say I got to get rid of them, but I was like, it's it's time. It's time to like grow up, be more professional. Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying I'm going to be walking around in suits and ties, but like, you feel me? A nigga fit going to be like crisp now. You feel me? I can't just like walk around looking stupid no more. Or not stupid, just like childish anymore. Um. Some, some like nice black boots. I got I got a lot of button ups now, flannels, um, some polos. You feel me? Like, yeah, I got some corduroy pants. I fucked with that shit. <laughs> oh God, corduroy pants is hard as fuck. Yeah. Hey, look, I got this jacket today. It was fifteen bucks. <clears throat> I mean, nigga, that's that's okay. <laughs> I'm a freak it while you gonna see like yeah, but I gotta see the vision on that my, one. My That's my style gonna be it's gonna be a one because like I'm I'm gonna like be creating a whole persona. You feel me? Like as soon as like this first song drop, I'm gonna start drop. Like I got a whole idea. I actually um I don't know if I've told y'all I'm performing. Oh you know, shit! Yeah um. Less than a week week after my first song drops, I'm performing nine seventeen. Um, this uh, event called Live on the Greenway. So, yeah, uh, nigga, Damn. I'm probably doing like it's actually um on Lehigh Family Day, I think, or Founders Day or something. So, yeah, it's like right right by the school. So probably gonna be a good number of people there. Um, probably gonna yeah. like play uh. Yeah. So like I'm probably gonna play uh I got the, it's on Saturday, right? And on Saturday they we have these parties called Mocos, where it's like these darties, daytime parties outside, hella people in crazy ass outfits. So I'm gonna play my song called Mocos, which was actually I had this um mixtape, then this is a mixtape that kind of made me want to start rapping again, but it was for badass reasons. And I was like, nah, like fuck all this. Um, it's called We High the Mixtape. It was gonna be a like Travis Scott type party mixtape, not Travis Scott really, but like a party <laughs> rap mixtape. And um, yeah, Mocos was like the first song. It's actually cold as fuck. It was like, I'm feeling good. I'm fe you you heard it. Yeah, yeah, that was the one yeah, I that song, yeah, yeah. I'm going to play that song, probably Wake Up, uh, the opening act, and Plantation Wishes. So, yeah, that's cool, man. That's I'm only doing, like, half of Plantation Wishes. Because the second verse, I start, like, dissing bitches, and I'm going to, like, cut. I'm going to stop it before that and play Wake Up. Nah, but that's hard as fuck. Nigga, that's such a big-ass move, nigga. <laughs> But uh, that's I mean, I mean aside from that, aside from the music, you know, if you if you if you want to get off this topic, uh, actually no, actually wait, one thing I do want to say before we get off, you know, I was watching a lot of like Prince and Michael Jack, well, more so Prince, but Michael Jackson too, like a lot of his shit, 
or their shit. And like, first of all, this nigga Prince is nasty as fuck. Like, bro, I didn't understand how nasty this nigga was. But in addition to that, what he do? Like his music, bro. Like oh, I listen, bro. On my way up here driving, I listen to Purple Rain like four times. And that's it. Like it's the, the song is eight minutes long, and like I just kept, bro. I fixed the EQ and everything so it to be louder in the car because it's just that good. But you know, I think it's very interesting. And actually, this could probably lead into a different topic. But I think it's very interesting to see like what they did for music, and not even for music, but just for black people in general. Like knocking down those still like Michael Jackson, for example, they wouldn't even play his shit on MTV because he was black, but he knocked that door down and became like the biggest superstar the world's ever seen. And then Prince was like fighting for, fighting for more like, uh, more ownership over like your material, like your music, because he was like, I'm, you know, I'm not gonna say he's the first nigga to go against the labels, but like. He was probably one of the first, and he was like, "I'm recording this shit. I'm doing all this shit in my house. Like, you're not even paying for the studio time. Like, what the fuck are y'all here? Not what the fuck are y'all here for? But he was just going to battle with them. So well, I realized that you can do a lot of this shit at the crib. Yeah, but not. But no, that's not the point. The point is, it's like it's real. I feel like there's really a time now where there is starting to you're starting to see like a shift in, you know, American culture. Like I went to the movies, bro. And I was like, <clears throat> if I was a white dude, a white conservative dude watching this fucking, like these previews, bro, I'd probably shit myself. Cause there's like, bro, I'd, bro, it went from literally the last time I went from went to the movies, it went from this trailer called The Boys, which was literally like this- Like the gay, show? No, like these gay, it was a movie. These gay niggas are homosexual oh, dudes, that, right? Huh? Can't say that. Bro, these homosexual dudes. And like they went on a boys' trip, bro. And it's literally about these two niggas about like falling in love, kissed in the preview and everything. And then it went to fucking Bro, do you think something's wrong with that? No, no. no, no hold on. Let me... I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> and then and the next preview was uh fuck. Oh, it was about this this like have you seen the the woman is king preview? It's, ba- it's like with Viola Davis. Basically, it's talking about this African African woman tribe. And it they uh, basically fought off the colonizers, you know, that came to enslave. And then the next one was Black Panther, the fucking the Marvel movie. I'm like, bro, like, if a nigga from the 19... If a nigga from probably today, like, was a real conservative, went to the movie theaters, he'll probably be like, what the fuck? But I, I'm really starting to see now, like, the integration of cultures and shit. And and I want to ask you, does it feel forced or does it feel, like, natural? Forced, definitely. Okay. But do you feel like it's a good thing? Because, I, like, I was watching it, and, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I had those lens on where I was like, oh, man, they forcing this shit. But then I was like, you know what? Like, this is what, like, people have been asking for for so long, though, to just have, like, an equal market of entertainment to where – it's not just like we're performers. You feel me? It's black directors now. It's black yeah. ownership in like music industry. So I feel like I like I kind of catch myself thinking like, is this a part of their plot? Like, are they just, you know what I'm saying, leading the leading the bear into the trap or what? I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I think that 
things have definitely become more accessible, but that doesn't mean it's not a part of the agenda that's being pushed. Like if you think I was watching a uh, hotel's been told you, and there was like, bro, <laughs> there was like, if you think about like before 2020, before the pandemic, there was no such like thing as pronouns really. And now that shit like a normal thing. And it's like, and I don't know if like people are like thinking it's forced because it's changing so fast or whatever, but I'm like, I don't know. It almost doesn't feel organic because it's changing so fast. Yeah. Cause it's like, let's be real. Like it's kind of fate, you know, it just seems like a trend. Which was the pronoun thing? I mean, everything, but like, you know, like, even like with the pandering to black people, like, that shit just a trend. Like, every February they do it now, they're going to do it on Juneteenth, and that's about it. Nothing else. And then, like, I just feel like, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it seems forced. It seems forced, and I think the mere fact that you're trying to force people to feel a way is like not good. You know what's crazy? I actually got in a art. Well, I got in a passionate debate. Yeah, and um, I just think that they're trying to force something that's not actually happening. So they're trying to seem, make it seem like something's really happening, but it's like nothing's really happening for real. But yeah, in class, I, I said, is integration possible? Like, or are we forcing people to try and feel a way? Because if we're forcing somebody to do something, that means they don't want to do it. So should we be trying to force people to live with it like personally if a nigga don't want to live with me i don't give a fuck you know i'll just be like all right cool i'm not gonna force the nigga to live with me but do you think like that's something as a society we should do because <laughs> it's actually crazy i didn't know this and that's why like i really just think it's a idea you know and it's a it's a nice idea but this is like what neo-Nazism is, is they think that every race should, like they think the world should be how, when God created it and like nobody colonized it. Like every race just stayed like where they naturally were and they met up and like conducted business. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, basically. Cause like, the, I mean, that's what like Nazism was. They was trying to kick the Jews out just so it could be like, so they could only, like in like breed with Germans. So it could be like, you know what I'm saying? That German gene, that German DNA being passed down only to Germans. So why was they kicking just the Jews out? They wasn't kicking nobody else out? 
Well, they they didn't fuck. They hated the Jews, but they didn't they didn't like fuck with anybody else. But I think what happened was in Germany, the Jews had controlled a lot of Germany. So the German people, they automatically went out. Well, I'm not gonna say automatically Hitler went after the Jewish people because they were controlling like the banks. They had all the money, you know, like typical Jewish shit, not to be like that. But, you know, t- Jewish people just they're just powerful in that in that regard. So they was just like they ran them out and was like with a with a strong sense of distaste because it was almost like retaliation as well. But I mean, I, I'm going to say this. I don't know if like if it would have been good for like cultures to not integrate because I feel like when integration came a lot of advancement, but you know it's like. But I feel like I, life like is today, about quality of life. I feel like today it wouldn't be functional. But we wouldn't be in the same today. Like I we mean, can't we can't go back. We can't do it now. It's like. It's too late. We can't do this shit now. Yeah. There's mixed niggas and shit. It's like, where the fuck they gonna go? So we can't do the shit now. It's like too late. And I think that's like white people's biggest scare, especially like um conservative, like, you know, on the you know, farm whites, is that they know that it's only a matter of time before like, you know, there's barely like a white race left. Mm-hmm. Because, you know. Is everybody just gonna end up getting mixed? Like at college, everybody go after the the very very light skinned mixed nigga because you know it's twenty twenty two. They wanna they wanna kind of be able to say the n word, but not not be when they get too dark. So like everybody's gonna eventually like have every sort of gene or every gene. So I mean, we yeah, we already do. So, I mean, pretty much. I mean, my fucking dad's Portuguese, which is crazy. He's Portuguese and Filipino, so I feel like we're already like at a point. But it's, it's. I think it's. I think now, like, like you said though, it's gonna be so many mixed people running around, like, cause I feel like <clears throat> me and my sister are kind of like the, not the first generation, but we're like, you know what I'm saying? We're we're one of the pioneer generations of having hella mixed people. And then now it's just more and more and more. I mean, damn near every kid you see is fucking mixed, especially from Vegas. Like, it's so many mixed niggas out there. It's kind of crazy. But I think at the same time, like, you know, in order to build a functional society, you know, like, we got to, I mean, that's just going to happen. People going to fuck who they want to fuck. And, and, and a lot of times people are attracted to what's, to what's different to them or what's unique to them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely too it's too late to go back so i think like in that respect we are just in the biblical times of the beginning before like all this race shit doesn't matter no more because everybody is fucking mixed Mm -hmm. but do you think racism will still exist when that happens (laughs) yeah racism is always going to exist and you got to think about like there's also like different like people is racist towards blacks but people also racist towards asian they racist towards muslims and shit so like it's still gonna be a lot of tension between different parties maybe i mean maybe like but i I honestly feel like a racist white dude would be like you know what like fuck that mixed fuck that mixed kid 
You feel me? Like if if it really came to that, like I really feel but, like. But, but he gonna be mixed too. Who? The, the white dude. No, nah, I'm talking about like now. Like if if oh. if a if a if a dad had a had a yeah, let's just daughter because they hate the daughter shit. They had a, a white daughter go get her a nigga, and then the baby came out mixed. He I like I feel like if he might just be like fuck that kid. Nah. Nigga, what? Like, what kind of? I don't know, bro. bro. I, I don't, bro my grandma, like, bro, my grandma is like that, nigga. Don't even like. Bro. Yes. I mean, do 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 the dad like the daughter? Yeah, she he loved the daughter. Nah, I don't. Think, I feel like I that's think, what hurt him the most. I don't think he would hate the kid. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying it's likely. He'd be happen. mad. He'd be mad. He he'd be mad it was mixed. I don't think he hated though. I, I, I'm not saying it's likely to happen, but it, it like it, it it will happen. It's happened before. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely gonna be some. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I feel like there is gonna be that group that them niggas that are like fuck that fuck that black ass kid. Nigga, damn near as white as this tank top, but he gonna be like fuck that black ass kid. I mean, I, you know, I'm talking about in the future, my nigga, when everybody's mixed race. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Like, is the the white niggas that's like 80% white, is they still going to like, if if they daughter, who's like 84% white or whatever, or, or fucking 74% white, if she have a kid and the kid come out 54% white, he, he got like white hair, light, you know what I'm saying? Pretty white skin, you know, he got a skinny shit. Are they gonna hate that nigga? Wait, if he's mixed with black with white hair? Like he looked like a white nigga, but no, nah, no, nah, let's say four two hundred years where everybody mixed race. Uh-huh. Is they gonna is they is the predominant white Still mixed race niggas still gonna hate the the mixed child. Well, I'm gonna say this: in 200 years, I don't feel like white people gonna be in a power to fucking to hate anything, and it matters. I feel like we're kind of like closing in on like the end of an era, like it's the end of the white empire. I no, like as far as I feel like it's been. How? I feel like it's damn near the end of American empire. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know about like, I don't know about white people like international. I'm like, nigga, there's hella white people yeah, on this fucking planet. But in America though, I really think like it's 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 gonna switch sides in our generation. I okay, really that's think. fine. But then America's just gonna go to shit. Well, no, that came out wrong. But yeah. like, <laughs> that, that came out wrong <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> that came out wrong as fuck. No, but I feel like we're just pushing for socialism. And, like, you know, I think if black people was in charge of this shit, or better yet, what I want y'all to do, just give us, like, 10 states on the West Coast. You know, north, north, Northwest. And about give us all the money from the museums that y'all steal our shit and profit billions of dollars off of it every year. It was all that money.
say five steaks. We don't even need ten. Four. Four. Give us four steaks in that corner. And y'all can do what the fuck y'all want to do. That's what I propose. Man, fuck all that shit, bro. We ain't even got an army, nigga. It's like, we ain't got an army, bro. We ain't even got no farmers like that. I feel like... You yeah, can figure it out. Yeah, no, I, but I see, I'm going to hit you with something this. Don't even do that. Just give us 50 more years. Just give us 50 more years and we go... It's the whole America going to be ours. I promise. But China going to be in charge by in 50 China, years. China can only do so much, though. Like, it's not... I, I really feel like... They got a billion niggas. But what are they going to do, though? Like, what they going to do... That we can't do, bro. So we just gonna nuke each other. If that like, happens, what's, what's the realistic can... end? What's the realistic end? I don't think we gonna. If we nuke each other, then that's the end. That is the end. That's the realistic <laughs> end and the fantasizical end. But if we don't, I feel like okay, will China become a superpower? Maybe they oh, already a superpower. I mean, not, but will they become more powerful than us? Maybe. But I don't feel like that's gonna change our daily life. I really don't. Yeah, it could. A little bit, but I, I really don't feel like it's going to change us that much. So I feel like give us 50 to 100 years and this shit going to flip. It, 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 it's already flipping, to be honest. Like, I'm telling you, sitting with my white people lens on, legs crossed, I'm sitting there like, wow. Like, whether it's forced or not, it just shows the lack of control they have or that 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 they lost, rather. Yeah, they're scared. Yeah, and with that, we'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs> And we are back. What's good, people? So, did you hear about Bank of America is, you know, giving loans to, well, first off, I want to hear your opinion on this and, and what you think about it. But they're giving um, zero down payment in the housing recession, meaning because all the fucking housing is, you know, hella high right now. How, you know, what do you think about that? How do you feel about it? Man, some crazy shit. My sister's like in the process of moving and she's moving in LA and she was telling me how much money she needed to move. Bro, and she needed like 10K to move. Cause like, you know, when you go to do an apartment, you gotta Just have an apartment, bro. Let, yeah, because you gotta do three times the rent. Her rent is like twenty three hundred, so that's already like, what is that like sixty nine hundred something like that that you need seven. to have? Yeah, seven thousand. You need seven k. Then the movers, then all the other shit. She was like, you literally need ten k on hand to move to an apartment. Not even, not even with rooms. That shit got one room, and it's like, and she got to pay that much. So, bro, I'm just like. You know, it, it scares me a lot because, like, first of all, I'm like, we're like entering the the time and age where it's like, we got to start buying. Like, I mean, we ain't got to start buying, but like, we're entering that time where it's like, we're going to be looking for apartments. I mean, I already am, but like, looking for apartments, looking for houses or whatever in the future. And, you know, I mean, obviously the economy is going to go back up eventually. You feel me? It's just a matter of time with all these things, but. I just hope that shit goes up sooner than, you know, before, but, before I got to go out there and you feel me? Got to start robbing niggas. But how do you feel like about Bank of America, you know, giving off those loans? 
I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, loans to black and Hispanic families. Wait, bro, that's, I mean, you know, that's just like how to get over on niggas, not niggas, like specifically black people, but just how to get over on people. That's like one-on-one. You give them money, then you make them pay it back. And when they can't pay it back, now you own what they what they thought they own. So, you know, I so think it's- you think it's racist? <laughs> Um, a lot of people are looking at it as a good thing, and I was suspicious. I was like, "Yeah, you feel me?" First thing I thought, I was like, "Why is it on racial lines?" You feel yeah, me? Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's poor white people out there. There's more poor white people than there are poor black people. Yeah, and that's just, but that's just because you know there's more white people. Yeah, but, but I'm um, yeah, just saying though. Yeah, yeah, but I'll just. Yeah, there's more poor white people, but if you got, you know, 10 black people and you got 100 white people and 70 of the white people are poor and nine of the black people are poor, nine and a half, um, all of them, except, you know, one of the, you know, one of them get to chill with the rich rights every now and again. Um, you know, that that means, you know, black people is definitely more poor. I just don't want people, because, you know, people be running with, with shit like that. They be like, oh, but you said, you feel me? But um, I just feel like it's weird because I don't know the stipulations. Like, is it fixed payments? Is, like, it's adjustable? You know, can they change the rates whenever? How, how long is this mortgages they're going to give them? Like, I don't know. I feel like it's sneaky. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. I feel like it's you know playing your hand, but not really playing your hand. Like, but you that us just like, cause I I realize you know, cause I've been getting in like lots of arguments in class, and I realize the people I'm getting arguments with, like we want the same things. I'm just not naive, and they're naive. But maybe I think sometimes I'm like, maybe I'm just like. I got my guard up too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe, like, people are actually, like, trying to do this out the goodness of their heart. Yeah. Do you think, like, maybe we're being too... <laughs> just hear me out, like, bro. I've been I've been researching, or not researching, but I've just been looking into, like, ancient history and, like, specifically the Roman, like, the, the Roman Empire. And, like, bro, it's been sneaky shit. Like, it's just a part of mankind to, like, for sneaky shit. I mean, it's not even sneaky shit. It's just mankind to to value their self-interest or do things in their self-interest more than others. Like, or more than another person's interest. You know, and, I, and it's not something that's bad. It's just, like, it's just how we're hardwired. It's how we, it's who we are. So, it's very hard for me to look at something that I, I see as, you know, almost extortion almost. So like future, something that's going to, that can lead to future extortion. Like, you know, it's like, it's hard for me to look at that in, in a positive. I mean, it, it, not in a positive light, but in a light of like, in a naive light, like you said. Because I, I, this shit is like, I mean, this isn't nothing new. Like people giving loans to people who are less fortunate knowing they couldn't give this shit back. I mean, this is like, this happened in the mob with niggas. This happened 
before with actual niggas. So like it's you know, it's one of those things. And, and like you said, like they used to not give loans to niggas at all. So like now that they just giving it to them for nothing or just for like housing, you know, it's you always got to watch what they're giving away or why they're giving it away. That's facts. Like I, I think it's important to always be vigilant, you know, with anything, you know, anybody, because you never know a person's true intentions. So like that's why I always got my guard up because like, yeah, like you can say that, you can say you feel like that, but how do I really know? You feel me? Yeah. Wait, how you how do you know what? that you actually like truly yeah. are changed. Yeah. Like the society is changing and y'all not pandering for more money. Yeah. Or because it was good. Because you know, I don't know if you heard, there's actually been allegations, you know, given to Twitch and um YouTube recently about racism and sexism. You know, Gideon, um, you know, very big black YouTuber on the platform. He got banned from Twitch earlier in the year. And um, I, I it was like for, I guess uh, he was on stream and he was like a bunch of, well, this one girl specifically, she um, she has a boyfriend, but she just like, like a bunch of the Twitch girls, they just play like they don't have a boyfriend on tr- stream to, you know, get money from their followers and shit. And he was just saying that. And then he went on Twitter and, like, she's Asian. And, like, there was a video of her saying nigga. And he just, like, kept spamming that and, like, was trolling her and shit. So they banned him off Twitch. Uh-huh. And um, recently there was this other girl, and she was, like, fucking live on Twitch, like, having sex on Twitch live. And she only got banned for, like, a week. And, like, he like, what the fuck? Like, he's, like, and... The thing is, like, him and the girl, like, they're all, they're cool. Like, they're friends. They they hang out and shit sometimes. So there's, like, no beef there. And, like, he just felt like he couldn't do any more to make amends. And, like, this girl, she got, like, a slap on the wrist for literally having sex on the platform when all he was doing was trolling a little bit. So that's the sexism part. But the part I really want to talk about is the racism in the YouTube part, where this big, like, even bigger than Gideon, YouTube um guy, black guy, his name's Corey, got like 15 million subs. All he does is like gaming. And he like bleeps out all his cuss words in the games and everything. Like a very like A student, golden child type black kid. And um all his videos always get flagged. He's always like going through some bullshit with YouTube. And um he's always going through some bullshit with YouTube. And recently, one of his videos, oh, my fucking gosh, this nigga. Recently, uh, one of his videos got flagged because they was playing this game and there was, like, this scary part. And he was like, why did my video get age restricted? He re- appealed it. They denied it. Then um, he has a YouTube rep. He got in contact with his YouTube rep. They... um said it was this one part he found a white big youtuber that had the same part and a bunch of other ones and um their videos were still up and 
he sent it to YouTube and YouTube was like, okay. And they unlike blocked this video. They unage restricted it and shit. And he was like, what the fuck? Like, why didn't you just block theirs? Like, why was it a problem when, like, why did I have to get the white dude to verify mine? So then he sent that to YouTube and they ended up going back in and blocking everybody's video that had that part. And he was like, they got caught with their pants down because I shouldn't have to go get somebody else's shit to verify mine just because I'm black and shit. So what do you think about that? Do you think, you know, there's racism within YouTube? Because he was like, he don't know if it's a person doing it. Because if it's a person, you can fix that. You feel me? Like, it's going to be hard, but you can fix that. But he was like, he don't know if it's bots doing it. And if it's fucking bots doing it, that's actually insane. That means we can't trust technology. It's inherently racist. If fucking bots <laughs> is going through YouTube and censoring black niggas just because they black. Yeah, no, that's crazy. That's hella crazy. And I don't really know about the <clears throat> about like the YouTube stream, the YouTube scene, but like I'm trying to think of like what to say. I think I think okay, this is why like ownership is so important. And I feel like the more we start to get bigger within these platforms, we have to be able to branch off and like create other platforms for us or not even for us but people that don't like that fuck the censorship because it's it's a lot of people being censored right now and it's scary because it's like i'll just watch andrew tate yeah uh, and i don't really like i've never seen a vi- the only video i've seen of him was him on this fox thing like fox, he they took him on fox news because he was talking about how like everybody took this nigga off like bro he can't be on twitter no social media because of the shit he was saying. And um, so I saw like what he was talking about and I was like, damn, like, you know, it's a crazy time, but it's legal in the sense that that's their platform. They can have control of it. So I feel like, you know, as far as what happened, I honestly, I mean, that just fucking sucks for him. But moving forward, when people do get as big as that, black people specifically, when people do get as big as him or as big as other people, you know, it'd be smart to start their own platform and, and you know, be like, able it's to not hard to do. It's not. I mean, it, it's probably hard to like get the, you know, right. to, to actually like get that shit up and running. But once you get that shit up and run, like all you got to do is hire a few niggas that know how to code and shit and they can get that shit running. Or learn like it's not like people always look at shit as impossible. Bro, if you hate your life, like really hate your life. And you want to fucking kill yourself. I hope none of y'all do. But let's just, worst case scenario. Give yourself two years. And like, really work on something you really want to do. And I promise you, you can change your life. Yeah, that's facts. That's facts. And then, you know, it's, it's like, I feel like once people have hit a certain age, they just, they don't think they can learn anything else. Like they think it's like, maybe their brain doesn't have a, I don't know, like the space to learn anything. But I feel like the thing about humans and and especially since I've been going to class and stuff now, I've started to notice the similarities and like how similar we all are. And it's really just our perception of what we think we can do that separates us. 
rather than like what we can actually do because a human brain and you know i'm not gonna say everybody but a lot of people can do great things if they just take the time to like learn the shit and put in the work and i think there's like that fine line between what you think you could or what your mind thinks and execution because i feel like everybody to an extent has decent ideas but it's about the execution of actually getting it done so if you just take the time to get it done like i promise you you could finish anything one of the things that i did the other day was uh i ran a 6k for the first time which is like i don't know it's like i mean i've, I've ran more than this before but it was the first time i ever did like a guided run and which a guided run if you guys don't know it's basically they have it on this nike app and it's basically you run like you have the setting for I'm gonna run a 6k and then you have the setting and then the dude like the dude talks you through the run down there I mean it, it pauses but for the most part he talks you through the run and one of the things he said he was like getting on the getting on the uh you know crossing that that start line that's the biggest step you already won by doing that now you just got to keep going that's the easy part because it's you know what I'm saying it's, the anticipation is oftentimes the the worst part you know because you just you think of so many different scenarios and shit and so many different challenges and obstacles and endeavors that you probably won't even face to be honest but i said i said all that to say that you know you can do things that you don't think you can do like there you know i was watching this other movie you know what i'm saying Tom, tommy took a break that's why i'm hogging the mic but i was watching this other movie or this one movie, not other movie. And it was called like uh, The Invitation. And um, in the movie, the mom, the girl, I'm not gonna spoil it, but the girl was going through some shit and, the, and she would listen to her mom who passed away. That's not like a, that's not really a spoiler because it comes in the beginning. And she's talking to, and she's basically, it's like a voicemail because she's dead and like, you know, she wants to hear her mom's voice. You know, voicemail is like you're always stronger than you think you are. And I think it's very true. Like it's very true that you, you know, you your body and your mind can do things that you don't even know that it could do. Like I've there's been times where, and I'm sure everybody's experienced where you're like, I don't even know how I did that. I just did it and it did it and it worked. And I think that's because oftentimes we limit ourselves and we think we can't do something or that is too hard when really it's not. I mean, if somebody else, if somebody else can do something like we could do it too. It's like, and not physically all the time, but mentally, if somebody can take the time to learn something, we can too. It just takes time to learn something. Um, something else. Uh, hope y'all are doing okay. You feel me? If you guys are in school, good luck to y'all. You feel me? I'm a, uh, this, I just finished my first week and it was a, it was a mission. It was, you feel me? I had to move in. I just moved in yesterday on when, well, no, not yesterday, two days ago on Wednesday. So that was, a. Uh, prior to that, I was living in a hotel and, oh, one of the, okay. Since, since he's not back yet, one of the things we were talking about is like removing. Yeah. What? Removing the hold on, hold on. I was he's back, but I'm gonna just finish this because I think it's important. Removing the clutter from your life, you know what I'm saying? Like in in a in a physical sense, in a figurative sense, like removing that extra weight that you don't need, 
because I was like I said, I was living in this hotel and it was I was sharing this hotel room and like there was just shit all over the fucking place. And it, and it pissed me off. But, you know, now I'm in a setting where it's like more clear. You feel me? I ain't even I don't even put posters up no more because, you know, I feel like the posters are like they crowd a little too much. You know what I'm saying? So if you, if you want, you know, if you want to pursue something better and, and, and help your focus, rather, it's, it's good to declutter your mental, your physical space, your relationships. You know what I'm saying? Just get all that shit out the way so you you got a straight path. Yeah. And, and you know, to speak, you know, kind of on that, I think, um, you know, it's, it's definitely important to declutter. But I also think it's important to, you know, change, embrace change. Because for a long time, you know, you were just talking about how you, you got posters off your wall. But now I'm starting to, like, finally decorate my room for the first mm-hmm. time. I think it's going to give me inspiration because I've had, you know, I feel like I'm finally coming out of my, uh, what I would call um, period of solitude. You know, I feel like all great people got to go through like that period where like they're not in tune with, you know, reality in the world. And they're just like learning shit in their own head. You know, a lot of people, especially black people that go through it in prison you know and I feel like you know that's kind of like how I felt here at college you know the way I was looking at it the mentality and reality I was putting myself in because of how I was thinking about it and how I was trying to fit into a mode that I thought you know I was supposed to fit in you know I was talking about I've been on 10 since I came back like saying my opinion not giving a fuck and thinking that that would backfire which oh my fucking gosh bro these niggas are making me mad bro you gotta think like that's making it's pissing me off thinking it would backfire I you know was holding that back for the first two years but now I went I was on 10 I got a fellowship position in the poli side department. Uh-huh. And, and yeah, you know, a lot of my classmates probably don't like me now and stuff, but it's all right. I don't even care because I'm, you know, being me, fine. Mm-hmm. Which is the dopest part. Yeah. So that's why, and that's another reason why, why I'm so excited for this project job. Well, you know, 9 11, you feel me? Church. But yeah, um, make sure I'll sure take that out. But I was gonna say something real quick. Don't you know the word change? It often has this when it comes to people. It often has this negative stigma towards it. So, because you know people be like that, you know he changed or she changed. But I'm gonna say, I'm gonna just take the word change out of it because I know people. You know they they did some people look at that different. Don't be afraid to evolve. It's all about evolution and, and change is evolution. You feel me? Like, what's his name said? Uh, Jay-Z, he was like, y'all think is or no, he was like, that's the difference between me and them. I smarten up. I open the market up and look at Jay-Z. Like, he's been able to affect millions of people in a way that 
other people haven't because they didn't take the time to evolve and change into a, into, you know, a better person, not, not necessarily a better person, but a person that's going to be more adaptable to different situations and different climates. No, nah, definitely. You know, like we often talk about the realest nigga stand on his principles, never back down, but the realest nigga, he know, he's, you know, like the realest nigga is off, often the deadest nigga, you know, the the tragic story. So, you know, we live in a different time. And I think that's like the main thing, like, and that's why I say we're kind of in biblical times because like we're shifting, we're still in that, you know, animal mind state of survival. But for the most part, we live in a time now where like, if you look on the grand scheme of things, there's not much violence. Into a time where, you know, we're gonna have to learn that the realest motherfucker doesn't, you know, shoot at the cops. He becomes a cop and figures out how to play the system. Exactly. That's the name of the game is playing in the system and trying to get yourself and your family out. Like I was in class, bro. And this is how I know, like, I'm just so different from these niggas. You know, I was in class and um, they was like, who is somebody that you think is like smart or some shit or whatever. I was like, um, Kanye, I think Kanye West, like, is somebody, like, I think is, like, very intelligent type shit. And they, like, laughed and shit. I was like, what the fuck? Rich, I was like, all right, um, uh, richest black man in America. I just said that. I was like, richest black man in America. And, um, but I was like, you know, they was talking about, uh, you know, they be hating billionaires and shit. And I was like, I feel like, you know, we should try and aspire to be billionaires. Like, I was like, we need billionaires. They give out jobs. Bro, they crucified me because I said that. I was like, we kind of need billionaires. Thinking, like, about I'm like, you know, they supply jobs. We need billionaires. I was like, if we don't have billionaires, they're just going to, like, we have a wealth gap cap. They're just going to move. Like, why the fuck would they stay here? We need billionaires. And they got, they fucking crucified me. And this girl, how about that, you know, but this girl, she, um, she looked at me. She was like, I'm sorry to break it to you, but you are not going to be a billionaire. Not just shot my shit down. Like I was like, yeah, go loud as fuck in front of the whole class. She said, Tommy, you are not going to be. I'm like, God damn. She was like, none of us are going to be a billionaire. She was like, you might be able to get a few million, maybe if you're lucky, but this system is not created to get you money. But I'm like, if I'm able to get a few million and then turn that into a few hundred million and then turn that into a billion, how is that not like, what are you talking? And I'm just like, how the fuck did I just like, bro, I always bring up Kanye because this nigga was literally broke as fuck. Jay-Z, these was literally poor ass niggas. LeBron, these are billionaires now. Like, if that's not inspiration for you, like, you still going to fucking complain about the system? I don't know what to tell you. 
Yeah, and I think somebody. Hey bro, wait, but, but my bad. Before you go, mind you, I, I had to argue against the like literally one v fucking thirty eight. Like nobody was fucking with what I was saying. I was it, or the teacher. Her yeah. ass got on me. I was like, man, whatever. And, and you know, I think like, well, there's two things I have to say to that. But I'll say the first one. I feel like. Or in my class, I had a similar situation, not a similar situation at all, but something that was a little close. Um, the teacher asked, how do billionaires become billionaires? And everybody, like, people were like, Her- through heritage or through, like, you know, like, money lines or whatever, or family, rather. And then one was, like, through, uh, fuck, what did the first nigga say? He said some, oh, he said like labor or some shit. And I and a whole bunch of people just said some shit that didn't make sense. And like the answer was, or rather the answer that I came up with was just product. The teacher ended up saying like some other shit, like you gotta end up hiring people to work for you or whatever. Or no, he was like, you gotta, so the, the first dude was like, you gotta do stocks or something, but like stocks isn't gonna make you a billionaire especially not in a, like a fast amount of time and but the real answer is just product and just like having something to sell to the world and I think when pe- I think a lot of people when they look at billionaires they think that it's like some type of trick or somehow like they got it like through being lucky or they got it through family heritage or something like but you like that's not the case for a lot of people like that wasn't the case for Jeff Bezos like I've seen the picture. I don't know if you've ever seen the picture, but bro, bro, he had a picture in his office in like the 1990s that had Amazon spray painted on it. And like that's where he started in a little ass cubicle selling books. Fucking Jay-Z started in the projects. Kanye started broke as fuck. And it's like I think a lot of people are too, I don't know if it's scared or just too like shell-shocked to even think that they can be there. And when they and when they feel like they can't be there, they feel like nobody around them could be there. And it's really like be there. and it's really like a plague, bro. Like the the negative mind state that people have in about themselves and about what they think they can do and what they can't do and how they project that on you is like, you know, it's Terrible. something that you really gotta like for people coming up that wanna be like billionaires, millionaires, like I'm not gonna say keep your shit to yourself. Mm-hmm. All right. As I was saying before, I got really interrupted by fucking Zoom's racist ass terms and policies. Um, I was Allegedly. Saying, no, I'm just playing. They they not racist, but uh, well, I mean, they might be, but they yeah, not they might be. They haven't been thus far. We'll keep our eyes open. But as I was saying before, I was really interrupted. Um, if you are trying to come up, I'm not saying to hold the shit to yourself, but just know. The minute you say something about aspirations, people will shoot that shit down. If they, if you're surrounded by people that don't think they lost their passion, and that's and that's I'm not gonna say that's everybody, but that's most people on this planet. It's just that's just how it is. But you know, that's what just do what you got to do and, and keep a strong mind, keep confident. Know that it took this nigga Jay Z 26 years to like more than that, honestly. Cause I guess when he put out reasonable doubt, that shit didn't sell a lot, but it took that nigga like 28 years, 27 years to like really get to the top of where he was. 
and he got turned down by labels. That's crazy as fuck, bro. Kanye did too. Yeah, that's great. Like, bro, this nigga Jay Z, like, literally, like, Reasonable Doubt is a good ass album. Now that I listen to it, and like most people say it's a good ass album, but like niggas really wasn't fucking with it back then. The niggas that are supposed to be the head of music and like the niggas that are supposed to know the best didn't even I mean didn't even like this shit. Hove did. Yeah. Hey, did you listen to Yeah, that? Lord forgive me for what Lord forgive me for what the stove did? That shit was did, hard. You think that that verse was hard? I yeah. think niggas dick fried in the fuck out that verse. It was a good verse, don't get me wrong. But niggas is like eating this nigga nuts with that shit. Bro, because he just he like I think I think what the thing about Jay-Z is he's untouchable now. Like he says shit that nobody in rap can say. Like everybody could be like, I'm riding in the coop, blah, 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 blah. But like this nigga was like, how many, how many uh billionaires can come from JT? Me. J Crib. Or J Crib, yeah, yeah, Ray Beck and Bay, Brown and Rock Boy too. So I guess that's four. No, he's nigga. He said me, Yay and Re. That's three. Brown and uh, Rock Boys. So that's four technically. Like can't nobody else say that in rap. Like he just, you feel me? It's just something like he just bragged different. You know, what I'm that's cool. I mean, I just feel like niggas were saying like this, like. Jay-Z best verse or one of Jay-Z oh, best. God. I'm like, this nigga got like 50 verses that's way better than that shit. Bro, I think... Niggas dick riding the shit out that verse. Bro, that nigga really be doing that shit in one take, bro. He really, like, because I watched his uh, inauguration into the Hall of Fame. Hall of, is that, I don't even know that's what you call it, but like the Dave Chappelle was like, they call him one take Jay. You feel me? Like, basically saying, he, he was like, he just do that shit and leave it be. I'm like, bro, that's crazy. For a nigga not to write none of that shit, bro, like it's it, you know, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. That nigga nice. That nigga <laughs> nice. Oh, uh, like yeah. I mean, okay, okay. I feel like niggas be capping, but that nigga nice. Bro, I don't know if everybody, bro, even Kanye West, he like in the last car, remember he was like. You know, I gave a uh, heart of the city to Jay Z. I pull up to the studio. You know, Jay already did his verse and shit. You know how he do it one take. I nah, mean, I can believe he can do one take shit. But as far as like, bro, I don't believe this nigga's not writing that shit unless they like writing it in their head. But I don't believe they coming on the mic and freestyling every time. No, nah, no, nah, I think it's off of memory. Okay, all right, okay. I can all right, okay then. Nigga, that's I'll do that. Hard, that's hard as fuck though. To have do that. bro, to have 14 number one albums and do that shit, that's crazy. Oh no, I mean definitely. This nigga's on a way different level than <laughs> <me>. <laughs> but like on a different planet. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like when I think of when niggas say that, I'm like, all right, so this nigga is coming and spitting all this shit off the fucking dome. That's like nah, because me. Cause I think the only nigga that I've seen do that is Juice World for real, and and Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne, he be doing it sometimes. So that's what, if Lil Wayne, they got the same style, Jay Z and Lil Wayne, the same like rap style on how they do. No, it. no, actually, no. I take that. I don't. I don't believe Lil Wayne be freestyling all his shit, bro. He no, nah. bro. He said he said, he, bro. Remember in a million. I don't. I believe he spits it off the dome, 
if that's what because i do that bro i have all my i have over like a hundred songs i have pretty much all of them memorized because i practice so if that's what off the dome is call me one but, take no, i don't think but I don't i'm just think saying nigga you're not fucking you did not think about this shit at all heard this beat for the first time was like ah, 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 and fucking spit a number one verse i'm not gonna believe that maybe i'm being a hater i'm not gonna believe that shit i'm bro, not I'm, Look, I'm just going with what I've been hearing, and that shit's crazy. But let me ask you this, because, you know, mine has changed a little bit. But I feel like this is a little fun way to, you know, fun little interlude. Top top four Mount Rushmore in artists in general. Not just rap. Any any For, genre. like, for me or for, um, like? For you, for you, personally. And I'm going to give mine after like that inspired me or that I think is just the greatest? That you think is the greatest? Bro, like, niggas would have to say, like, Michael Jackson and shit, but, like, I feel like I don't it's, listen it's to that to nigga. You. Like yeah, that. it's to you, though. It's to you. So I'm going to say who inspired me. I'm going to say who inspired me. Like, that. but also, like, the best – not like just the number one niggas who inspired me, but like the best out of the niggas who inspired me. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say, I'll tell you, Tyler, he got a spot on there. Um, <laughs> nigga, that's a stretch. God damn, bro. It's not. Nah, a, it's just. It's not, it's not even for his rap rapping ability. If we're talking about rapping ability, then no. But for his music ability, yes, nigga. Like how he changed music. That's why his lyrics don't got to be the craziest shit. He changed music. Yeah. And it's continuing to change music. So Tyler's on there. Um, Kanye's on there. Definitely. Jay-Z's on there. And, like, four is tricky because you see, like, I want to say Kendrick, but... You know, I like Earl Sweatshirt a lot. I want to say J. Cole. I want to say, uh, you know, like, but but if I had to pick out of those groups of people, and this is like all off the dome. Like I'm not looking at my playlist or nothing right now. I really like Joey Badass. Um, but I'll probably put Kendrick at number four. Okay. But... See, then again, I want to throw Andre 3K in there. Andre 3000. I think that nigga is one of the coldest niggas ever. Yeah. Uh, I like MF Doom a lot. King Gidra. Uh, You feel me? So, I like, it's hard. But I think if I had to go for, you know, current who inspired me and who I think are the best, it'd go Tyler, Jay-Z, Kanye West, and um, Kendrick. All right, man. All right, Mine is, and mine is all over the place because that's kind of like where I'm at as far as my music taste, bro. It, it, you know, it's kind of sucks now that I, that I'm like starting to make music because it's a lot harder for me to listen to music now for some reason. It's just like, it's just so hard for me to listen to music because I feel like I'm like studying it while I'm listening to it and I don't always want to do that. But my top four right now is honestly pretty easy. It's Jay-Z. This this isn't in order, but Jay Z is probably number one. Jay Z, Michael, 
Jordan? Nah, Jackson. And I and I like I want to say Prince, but like I only like a few Prince songs. You know, so I'm gonna say Jay Z, Michael Jackson, because I admire fucking Michael Jackson. That nigga's kind of crazy. Um, Kanye West, obviously, and uh, fourth, I'll probably have to give it to Frank. Probably have to give fourth to Frank. And that's, bro, I just put Frank over Prince, nigga. That's kind of crazy. But, like, I got to, bro, I got to say, Michael Jackson was a fucking goat, bro. Like, this nigga was in the spotlight since he was five till he was 50-something. That's crazy, bro. Like, it's it's so hard to be that consistent. That's insane. See, if I had to pick personally... You already if did. I, did I had to do, <laughs> I'm gonna do two more though. I'm gonna do two more. If I had to do like um my favorite artist like growing up when I was a jit, because now like I'm more mature and shit. That's when I got, you know, respect for Jay-Z. Uh I started respecting, you know, Kanye's, you know, contribution to the culture more. Um, but growing up, my Mount Rushmore. And, like, I started, I mean, nah, I just always like Earl, but Earl, Frank, Tyler, and um, probably Childish Gambino. I can respect that. Oh, let me throw in another one, too. Let me throw in another four. This is, like, production, bro, because I feel like, Production is like such a not even com, can production but composition. I gotta throw in, bro. I'm gonna actually group like two people. They gonna have a like a dragon head. They gonna have a double head. No ID and uh just blaze, bro. Them niggas beats are so fucking crazy, and I never really like paid attention. But them two, Aphex Twin, bro. That nigga's hard as fuck. I don't know if you heard him yet, but he hard as fuck. Uh, huh? Madlib? Nah, Aphex Twin? Nah, do you like Madlib, though? I never heard him. You don't know who uh, Madlib is? No. Nah. You've definitely heard that nigga's beats. He's all over Kanye shit. I mean, maybe. I just don't know his name. The but Alchemist? Him? Yeah, I don't really. Like, I've listened to a couple songs, but I don't. Bro, I'm telling you, I don't really listen to new music. Like, I only listen to old music for the most part. niggas are old, uh, well, I really, uh, well, I don't know. I haven't touched on it yet. But uh, them two, huh? Nothing. Uh, Burt Baccarat. Shit's other nigga. He hard. Frank too. Dukes? Nah, he like, he composed. Do you like Frank Dukes, though? Nigga, no. <laughs> Bro, stop throwing out names. I'm trying to name my Mount Rushmore. Uh, Do you know who Frank Dukes is? No. Um, and I'll probably I'll probably throw Kanye in there too because I his production stupid and or Tyler. All right, let me do production real quick. Tyler, The Alchemist, Kanye, Frank Dukes. I only know two of them niggas. Um, <laughs> all right, and I want to do one more. I'm gonna throw rap, just like pure bars. Jay Z, oh, yeah, I'm gonna do that too. Jay Z, um, Kendrick, 
Can I say like Wu Tang is one yeah. person? Yeah, Wu Tang, the whole group. Uh huh. Um, who's the fucking other code athletes? Lil Wayne. I mean, that's uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about this yesterday, but mine would be Jay Z number one. Like number one, like by far number one. I don't think there's like a lot of niggas that can. No, 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 no. My bad. I got my bad. I got to redo mine. Kendrick J. Andre three thousand. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna say Jay Z. Kendrick. Yeah, no, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait to put Kendrick in there because I barely listen to that nigga. So Jay Z. Lil Wayne, uh, I'll probably throw Kendrick at number three. And then number four, hmm. Hmm. Tyler. Fuck no. No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. He hard, but he's just like, no, like that. Uh, I, I like low key want to throw Frank in there because Frank be saying some shit. I'm going to throw Frank in there. Fuck you. Like, like, as far as lyrics go, not rap. Like obviously, but lyrics, bro. That nigga's but one two rapping. Oh yeah, let me throw that nigga out there. Then I guess, bro. <laughs> I guess <laughs> fucking damn. I don't even like know who to throw in there. Tupac. I fucked with Tupac actually. I'm gonna throw Tupac in there. What about Biggie? To me, Biggie didn't have enough shit for like. To me, I'm gonna be honest with you. Biggie and Tupac shouldn't even be compared. In my humble opinion, just because Tupac was like that nigga during that time period, and not only was he that nigga, that nigga had so much music, like that. It's kind of an insult. It, like, bro, Biggie only had two one album when he was alive. Tupac had one, two, three. Damn, he only had three. well, he had four because one dropped right after he died. So I guess three or four. Whatever wow. But he was in movies and shit. But you gotta think about how many albums this nigga has now, though. Like Biggie only got one album after he died. This nigga Tupac has albums on albums on albums now. So it's like he has just such a bigger catalog to even judge it from that. Like California love, bro, and he got more hits. Like that's still popular today. I mean, Biggie got Juicy, Big Papa. Biggie, give me one more chance. And then what you got for Tupac? Like, California love, all eyes on me. Biggie got that one song where he literally, like, having sex on it. That shit crazy. Yeah, I think that's it. to his album at work. And, like, there's one song, like, he literally, like, fucking on it. Yeah, it's an interview. That shit crazy. But, like, a skit. Hell yeah, I tried to listen to Biggie. I was just like, why? Yeah, I was listening to it like I listened to it from front to um, back, like the album. And I was like, why is this here? Like, (laughs) to me, it made no sense for it to be there. Yeah. Maybe I got to listen to it again. But, you know, um, I actually want to bring something up. We talked about in one of my classes. Um, They brought up, they said that the SAT is racist. Do you agree? 
standardized tests are racist. This uh, is how liberal school I go to is. I don't think they're racist. I just think, you know, people just have access to different resources. That's what I said, right? This is what I said, right? I would feel like I don't think the test is inherently racist because that's kind of like saying black people are dumb. But God, I was like, <laughs> right? I was it's like, it's not like it's a racist as like criteria, bro. It's just regular questions. Look, just, this is what I said, right? I was like, I think that if a black person was given the same tools that wealthy white kids are given to prepare for this test, because all it is is taking a skill. Like it's a skill, like test taking is a skill, uh-huh. and they would perform just as well as the white kids. And they was like, Well, I think it's racist because you know, systemically only white kids are the ones who can afford the tutoring and share mostly. And I was like, one of the fact you said mostly just shows that it's a problem of fucking wealth and not fucking race. That's Bro. what I said. But they kept arguing it was racist, and I was like. You know, I can't even like talk to y'all because we're agreeing, but you just want to be right. Yeah, that's. I mean, bro, I look at Valley. Like, you know what the va- the average ACT score was for Valley? It's fucking fourteen, bro. Yes, that's bad. And, and like, I you know, I I look at Valley as a school, and it's you know, it's not. It's not a boiling pot of races, but it's pretty diverse. I mean, obviously, there's a lot more Mexicans than there is anything else, but. You know, it's, it's white people there. And the average was 14. And, you know, you look at the the community that Valley's in, it's poor as fuck. Like, did you know, people don't have the money to go get those resources. So I agree with you. And I think, like you said, for, for people to think that it's just racist, like, like, I think, like, it's really an insult to, like, the intelligence of Black people. Because, it's it, first of all, it's not even a test of intelligence. Like, it's a test of skill. Like you said, like, do you know how to take this test and get an A on it? It's not like the shit is something like out of this world knowledge that you need to know. They said it's racist because it asks specific, like, white culture questions or some shit. But I was like, I can't really remember it asking. Yeah. Biggie, give me one more chance. I'm on my I, I just I just don't understand how it's racist. I really don't. Yeah. And they was art, bro. Like I was literally on a five v one arguing with these niggas about this shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it was just insane to me. Like. But it's all right because I'll be like weathering the storm now. Like I'll be like, uh, bro, that's bro, that's literally bro. My mom asked me the other day. She was like, now you because she knows I've been moving and shit, like on the run. And she was like, yeah, you uh, you're starting to see how it is to be like a real grown up now. And I'm like, the shit that I'm realizing, it's not hard, bro. It's just a storm, bro. It's like this shit just keep like it's just something after the next. And like, luckily I'm learning to embrace every challenge is like, it's a challenge, it's an obstacle. You feel me? I don't look at it as like a bold, like a bold it's an opportunity. Challenge. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, you know, a loss ain't a loss, it's a lesson. So 
but yeah, that's what I, bro, to anybody, if you listen in high school, bro, look, I'm not going to say adulting is hard. It's not easy. It's definitely not easy. It's just a constant, constant pressure. That's all. It's just a constant beating. And you just got to, you got to learn to toughen up to it and weather the, you know, weather the storm. Definitely. Literally. To anybody listening to high school, I would say invest early. Don't waste your money on trying to look, you know, good and stuff. Unless, you know, like you're trying to, you know, put forth a persona that's going to, you know, work, work as an investment rather than, you know, just you trying to flex on niggas. Wrong. Invest your money. Invest your money. Buy it so you can buy land so you can, like, really have a head start in life because a lot of niggas, like, they graduate high school and some people, they go to college and they get out that motherfucker broke as fuck and not even broke in debt. That's why I said in class, bro. I got on, you know, in one of my classes, like, these niggas would argue the one where, you know, the girl said I was never going to be a billionaire. They would go back and forth with me so much, I'll be dodging them. But you got to give me a chance to, like, respond after your jab. Like, uh, I'm going to jab back. And the teacher was like, she was like, I just want to um, make it clear that, like, some people be, you know, respond, like, they get too much talking time. And other people, I was like, damn, like, she was subbing the fuck out of me low-key. I was like, it's fine. I don't even care. I'll be high as fucking class. But um, <laughs> yeah, nah. Like, have you been working out though? Bro, I've been back in the gym. Recently. I've been running and shit, and like working out a little bit. But I didn't like. I just moved in. I ran for the first time yesterday. For the first time in like years, yesterday. Bro, I was telling. It bro, good. While you was gone, I was uh talking about. I ran my first six k, which. I mean, I've ran more than a 6K before. I think, like, the most I've got to is five miles. But a 6K is, like, 3.75 miles. And I did it as this guided – sorry, y'all got to hear this. Well, I'm not going to tell the full story. But it was, like, a guided run. I don't know if you've ever done those. But it's on the, it's, it's on the Nike Run app. And you download the app, and it has this nigga, like – and, I, bro, I'm, I know it sounds corny as fuck, and it sounds like, bro, I don't need that shit to run. And, like, I don't – uh, that was my first time using it. I've been running consistently. He's like, keep going. No, it's, bro, no. That's what I thought. I thought it was just going to be like, you got this, you got this. But, no, like, while you're running, this nigga – first he starts it off with – the first part's cheesy. I ain't going to lie. He, like, you started – that's the best. That's the hardest step. But I mean, but no, truly though, that's, that's true cool, though. That's cool, that's cool. So he was like, you cross the starting line. That's the first step. Then you get like halfway and he start asking you questions like, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses with running with life? And then you go like, then you oh, get to the shit. point, like you pass like the halfway mark. And he's like, this is where everybody messes up. So what I want you to do is pick it up and run as fast, not as fast as you can, but up the pace for 400 500 meters so these are like tracking your meters and then at the end he's like okay now i want you to now then he asks you five questions like on the last like 500 meters and he's like you know what do you need to improve on what uh are you like talking back no you're just thinking but it's like that's the most important thing when you run is to not be like super focused on the run because if you focus on every step that shit gonna get tiring fast but you had it like in your watch or on your no i got it on my my phone and then my airpod but bro he did the this was the best this was one of the coolest things though he was like 
what because like when you get to the end like after the halfway mark and then the to the end is like the hardest part and then he was like after the after you pick up the pace i want you to rerun this whole route in your head so then that takes up like another 400 500 meters so by the time you know it by the time you like starting to think about the run again you already you feel me you almost done so that was just something you could try and it i mean it lets you play your music too so you got, I almost saw that. that yeah, that's dope. They got like three Ks. They got four Ks, five Ks. I'm probably gonna. I'm gonna run today. I'm probably gonna do like a four or five K. Yeah. Um. The the homies they want me to go hoop. Uh -huh. I'm probably gonna hoop when we get off this. But after that, I might hit the weights a little bit, get a little jogging, bro. Now running high is different. Like yeah, just yeah. running just because you want to, bro. Get high. I don't even know. Nah, um, bro, I'm, I look I, that change. I'm actually going <laughs> look. I'm saying it on the but something that's had a crush on me for a long time. Um, no, I've, I've created a lot of great things, you know, I've done a lot of great things has been a hindrance, but at the same time, I feel like I could do so much more. Yeah. And I don't need it no more. You know what I'm saying? So, well, I just want y'all, well, I'm extending myself out to y'all. Y'all help me on this journey with y'all words of support and, you know, sharing this with y'all friends and, you know, all that fun stuff because, you know, I know y'all struggle with stuff too. We can be each other's rock. You Bro, know honestly, yeah. Bro, honestly, that's, I mean, bro, you know what I'm saying? Don't be afraid to accept support and don't be afraid to be vulnerable, especially with yourself. Like something I've noticed for myself is like, um, like sometimes I notice for myself, like I don't even be honest with myself a lot of times. Damn, this feel like some crazy shit to say, but like, I don't even be honest with myself sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I know it's weird to say because you feel like it's hard to not be honest with yourself because you're yourself. You like, how can you run away from the truth within yourself? But I feel like a lot of times I do that or not a lot of times, but I've done that before. And like, I've been scared to like face the negatives and the bullshit that like I've done. So then, but now like I'm starting to like, you got to at least start with that being authentic with yourself. And like knowing that and just being real with yourself. Like if you're lazy, you're lazy. Like period and, and don't be afraid to admit that. Cause I was lazy for a period of time and like I've never admitted, I never was like admitted it. And now that I'm really on the go now, it's like, bro, I can't even I look back and I'm like, damn, like what the fuck was I doing with all my time? Just bullshitting. You feel me? So I feel like I didn't mean to get all touchy and butchy, but no, no, that's, that's facts though. You gotta, you gotta be off. Then you gotta be real with yourself. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, they're so used to, and I, I know it's so easy to get caught up in the game because so many people are being so fake with themselves around you and fake with each other. So you kind of like just get used to having to put on a persona, and after time, you you kind of think that that persona is you. We were actually. That's what you sent me about the gun thing, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. I was going to bring that up. But um, we we were actually um, in one of my classes, 
man, I think it's cool I'm talking about school now. Um, indirectly, but in one of my classes, we were talking, we were reading this book called Excellent Sheep. It was talking about how elite students that's in the collegiate world, it was mostly talking about like Ivy League students, but just college students in general, how they've kind of been cultivated to be these like excellent sheep where they can't really think for themselves. They can't create real relationships. They just know how to do a bunch of shit at a high level. And it's like, you look at all these kids, they come into college with these crazy, you know, credentials. They're in all these clubs, captains of all these teams, uh, all these grades and shit. They can do all this shit. But I remember saying um, on some of our first pods, I was like, I can't wait to get to college because I'm gonna finally be in an environment where I'm around like a bunch of smart people, like thinkers. But when I got here, it was a bunch of people who just knew how to be told what to do. Yeah. And over time, I kind of assimilated into that and became a person who just was doing what they was told to do and not like speaking for myself, thinking for myself. And that's, I'm sorry to keep coming back to this song, but that's why I think this whole like, Nah, bro, keep coming back to shit. Yeah, this whole era, this fucking song, like, it's, like, really the opening act of, like, the rest of my life. Because I feel like like, the way I'm promoting this shit and stuff, like, I'm doing something new every um, Friday. I'm building on to the narrative. So, like, now niggas know the beat. Niggas uh, see the picture and stuff. Next week, I'm going to have, like, a little visual and shit. It's going to be real nice. Um... But I want niggas to go back and make YouTube videos on this and be like, this was this nigga's first song. Yeah. This is how this nigga popped out onto the scene. Bro, oh my God, that's insane. Bro, because I'm really, like, taking my time. And since this is the end of the pod, I'm going to let y'all know. I plan on dropping a song, too. I just don't know when. Because I'm really curating this song and, like, letting it cook in the oven. So it could come out perfect. Like I, you know, because I, I like like you said, like I almost want my first song to be better than my second song, to be honest. Cause I feel like the first one is like, I don't know. It's just the first one has this sense of like attachment to it. You know what I'm saying? It's like this is my this is this is this was my seed, you know what I'm saying? And it, you know, hopefully it sprouts to where I want it to be, but this is the seed that I'm planting. I gotta have a strong seed. So I'm like, you know what I'm saying, I feel you on that whole like because i feel like a lot of people just drop shit like like yeah like and that's why i don't like saying that i rap because like yes everybody's a rapper nowadays every niggas are just dropping shit they're not really rapping that's why like when i say i I rap i gotta show a nigga a song i'm like nah i'm actually rapping like i'm actually producing music you can hear i'm i have a message to get across i'm talking about real shit you feel me? You can hear what I'm saying. Like you hear this beat. This is this not just no beat. This Jay Z fucking beat. You <laughs> know, on, on on a number one album. Yeah. And and one of the greatest beats he's ever had that he didn't even rap on. Yeah. And I'm coming out and rapping. Yeah, bro. Like that's and and, and, and you know I feel like I feel like this is all like we talked about playing the long game earlier, and um. I feel like that's what we're doing. That's what we got to do. Like, because I want, like, we live in an age where, like, the shit you do is not going to be forgotten. Like, the the first shit you drop is going to be on the internet forever or wherever it is. It's going to be there forever for the most part. So, 
You feel me? Like, and that's why people like, you know, I, I'm so hesitant to even say I'm a rapper that I don't even say that shit. Cause I really don't even think I am. Like for me, it's more about like the music and the actual like sound of shit. You feel me? I really want to get into sound engineering. So I'm probably gonna do that like next time I get into sound engineering. But I just tell people I'm into music and I produce and that's that's my extent. And then like if people ask more questions then I'll be like, yeah, I rap a little bit, but like, you know, I don't even want, cause I feel like it's such a negative, like basic ass nigga stigma that comes around rap. Like they they just, I feel like they automatically- This is the thing. It's just like oozy shit or like some Playboy Cardi or like some, you feel me? Yeah, or yeah, no, that's a fact. Or you trying to be a thug. And that's what I don't like either. Cause like, I'm not trying to be a thug in none of my raps. Like, fuck, that's just not me. That's not my character. Exactly. So I feel like people be, like this girl, bro, I told this Asian girl from fucking Hong Kong, she was like, we were like talking and I was like, uh, yeah, like I'm into uh, Muay Thai and like music. And she was like, oh, you look like you're into music. I'm like, the fuck does that mean <laughs> like because i really don't even like what does that even mean exactly. maybe it's big but no nah, that's what i mean like that's why i don't like telling people i rap because like it's like automatically some mumble rap you know type shit or some weird shit it's like nah i'm, I'm rapping you know i'm rapping and on top of that like you said this is gonna be here forever yeah so i'm gonna make sure like it's some shit that people, you know, like, like I was, I was thinking about it because at first I was just planning on the, just dropping like the pictures and, and sequence. But I was like, nah, this is my opening out. I got to go big or go home. And like, I decided to do the music video this week. Uh-huh. And I promise you, I, that shit is going to look good. It's not going to be like, look like no bullshit ass music video. It's not going to look like the greatest music video I've ever seen. But it's going to be good. It's going to have a plot. And it's going to have a message that's going to be, you know, portrayed. So I, I'm really, like, excited to to walk in the world. But you said, like, I don't, you said you don't like telling niggas you rap because they're going to, like, look at you like a nigga. I realized that niggas going to look at me as a nigga either way. So I'm kind of, like, standing in that. And, like, I'm using that to my, you know, my liking and, and kind of using that to build my confidence up. And that's why, like, like, you know, I'm glad that y'all saw the before and can hear the before. Yeah. And then we going to see where we become. Bro, I think, like, I think, Bro, we, right now, we at a stage where, like, we got the ideas. We're starting to get the execution down. And, like, you know, people may not see the quality. It may not be the best quality thus far or yet. But once we get the tools and get the things that we need, like, it's, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's going to be top notch. I feel like it already damn near is. But, you know, it's just, it's just going to take some more time to get better. But, uh, yeah, I mean... We enjoy, if, you know, if you guys stayed, or wait, hold on. Uh, I'm too hot. My rain will never see the end. You just a stain on a motherfucking teeth. No, I'm just playing. 
<laughs> yeah, but um, we hope y'all enjoyed that. You know, conversation. Uh, coming back with weekly pods. You know, actually, we got big things coming soon for for you know, just MDH in general. Um, I- I'm gonna be revamping the YouTube, so be on the lookout for that. Um, a lot of new content. Just just be on the lookout for that, bro. Um, and th- and be on the lookout for you know my nigga dropping his shit nine eleven. You feel me? What, bro, I, I, like I told you, you know, I told you. That's one of the coolest dates to ever drop. I know, like, there's a more interpersonal reason um, like reason for you, but that's just a so aesthetically pleasing date to drop some shit on that, like, that's fucking hard as fuck. So make sure y'all look out 9-11 for that. Make sure y'all tune in. 11-11-2022. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Damn, nigga, stop. Unless unless you're going to drop, unless, like, you want to drop your first song that day? I'm I'm gonna drop something that day. All right, I gotta I, my release day coming soon, but just be on the lookout. You feel me? I'll start promoting it once I once the song's finished. But uh, yeah, thank y'all for tuning in. Make sure y'all never, you know, make sure y'all don't let the, those small minded people get to you because at the end of the day, this is your world. This is your game to play. And you feel me? When you die, none of their opinions matter whatsoever. So. That's all I got to say. Tommy, you got anything else to say? Nah, that's it. Love y'all. Deuces. Peace.